So another question, Jeff, uh, if you got the time. This is Petey Page. I am Mike. J-Mac. Brutal Dudes. How do you go about picking your topics? Do you, do you Is it just like, I want to do this? Or, or do you get like, do you prompt it up? I... There's always like a genre I want to work in. Like I would love to write something about wrestling, and the the person I'm looking for to write like about my new favorite wrestling. author. I just want you to know this because <laughs> all these things you tell me are like they're my bread and butter. I love pro wrestling. So the 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 sort of character I'm looking for is like a Forrest Gump character, someone who's been there for decades and seen the ups and downs of the industry, and sometimes behind the scenes, sometimes in front of the scenes. the The problem with wrestling is that I've described literally every wrestler. Every wrestler. I was going to say Jake the Snake Roberts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could do that with Jake the Snake. You could do that with Triple H. You could do that with Rey Mysterio. Like like anyone you can talk, you can think of has that exact lineup, that exact story. McFoley, like any of these guys. Coco Beware, sure. <laughs> Tatanka. Yeah. Yeah. I love Tatanka. Tatanka's great, man. IRS, Irvin R. Scheister. Well, his two kids are now. That would be a cool one to do because his kids, his kid is Bray Wyatt. His son is Bray Wyatt? Oh, I yeah. The other one is um both of his kids are wrestlers. Bray Wyatt is is his actual name is well his 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 real name is um now why can't I think of Arshaiser's name Mike something why I could, why am I not googling this sorry <laughs> Google is like the greatest tool that's ever been introduced to man for conversations like this and I'm not looking it up. So while he's googling that with the two projects you're working on now, uh, you had mentioned something about Kickstarter. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I'm going to try to link them on the same Kickstarter page. And the idea is we will find out if Marvel fans or Star Wars fans are more diehard to see which project gets fulfilled first. Oh, that's a great idea. That yes. is genius. That's genius. And I'm torn. I'm torn because I love both of them like a lot. And I don't I don't know which I would go with. Well, I have no problem with with you supporting both of them, but then it yeah, will right. move each one up uh, the same amount on the little respectum totem poles. Okay, so I got it. Uh, IRS's name in real life is Mike Rotunda. Mike he actually, Rotunda. He actually used to tag team with um, Scott Hall in WCW, who was was Razor Ramon. Uh, his kid is Bray Wyatt, and then his other kid is Bo Dallas, who was in oh. WWE for a while. My I don't know that he still is. I think he's an independent guy, but yeah, they're his sons. Isn't my brother went to Rutgers, and there was a Scott Hall, like a like a residence hall there in Rutgers. That's and awesome. <laughs> my friend joked that it was. <laughs> is the hall itself drunk and leaning over? <laughs> there should have been <laughs> like a let go from WCW. <laughs> there should have been a, there should have been a thing on the door, and you would never know what day. What song you would get? Would you get the NWO theme or would you get the Razor Ramon <laughs> theme every day? Just when you walk in, I, that's I would have totally set that up. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, that oh, that'd be that's another the wrestling one is. I'm just thinking of it. And it's like that's another really great idea. I think the great idea is the competing Kickstarters because if they both that get it, that's amazing. But also, like you heard it here first, folks, we've got the very first Marvel versus Star Wars war. Or the star. Let's do Star Wars versus Marvel War because that's that just flows a little bit better. Uh, I, I see, like you're picking sides already. Yeah, <laughs> way to go, Pete. Way to be biased. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> that's fine. I'll let my biases hang out, but I love I love it. I think it's a, that's a brilliant idea. That'd and be a great video game, like Marvel how they did Marvel versus Capcom, Marvel versus Star Wars, and it's owned by the same company. So there's there's no licensing issues. You could do it. Han Solo versus Captain America. Something tells Take me my money. Disney is interested in money. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you that idea. <laughs> They seem they seem pro capitalism. It's just a guess, you know. <laughs> here's the thing, though. This is what I I didn't see the the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, but it makes you wonder the way they traverse through multiverses in space. They didn't bump into anyone from Star Wars, even a little bit. All that space travel. Now that both companies are owned and the holiday special, like if you talk about like a like a volley for serve. That Disney could have could have just cleaned up with, make the holiday specials oh, it entered like make them accidentally overlap. The Star that, Wars uh, holiday special and Guardians of the Galaxy would be fantastic. I'm I'm telling you I'm telling you right now that's going to be their ace in the hole for when both fan bases start kind of being like, eh, I'm kind of bored with this. I don't really know. Then all of a sudden you'll be like, hey, check out what's coming. You're going to see the Mandalorian and Star Lord hanging out. Like it'll, it'll happen. Three. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that could be part of the uh, the big Secret Wars break glass in case of emergency. In case we're only looking at one point five billion instead of two billion, you know, throw in some Ewoks in there. I, I don't understand why why nobody thought of the Ewoks for Infinity War. Like, you really wanted you had that scene where all of those guys came back after the snap. A perfect little juxtaposition is the Ewoks just showing up with Rocket. Just have them fly him in and be like, I brought some friends. And then the Ewoks <laughs> start tripping Thanos with logs that are just laying around. I'm sorry, dude. The Ewoks setting are up, bad. Setting up brutal punji pits and shit. Yeah. Well, you know the Ewoks are cannibals, right? That's the I implication by that final scene where they're playing the drums on the helmets. They ate those people. They're cooking. They were going to cook Han Solo. Well, they're not cannibals. Though. They were going to cook Han Solo, and they were going to cook. They're not Luke. human, though. So they're not cannibals. Well, yeah, yeah, okay, they're, they're not cannibals, yeah. but they're meat eaters. Yeah, yeah. They're not. They're vicious teddy bears. Chewbacca ate a porg. Animals yeah. eat other animals. He he did eat a porg. And to didn't be fair, get... they look delicious. They do. <laughs> uh, but he didn't get a lot of backlash from that. Like, I mean, I know the porgs were like put in to sell porg plushies, but like there wasn't a lot of kids being like, uh, down with Chewbacca. Like they still were like, this dude's okay. Are you kidding me, dude? Chewie's one of those untouchable characters. He could pretty much do every anything and it wouldn't matter. So you were talking about Star Wars crossing over into other universes. There is a Star Wars Legends comic book where uh, Han and Chewie and the Millennium Falcon go into a time warp and crash land on an alien planet. And they are stuck there, and the planet is Earth. And then years later, the descendants of Chewbacca are discovered by Indiana Jones. And he is now discovering the Sasquatch, which is a relative of Chewbacca. This actually happened. This is a real thing. This is a real thing. I have to that find is, this. That's fantastic. Still better than immediately the discounted. <laughs> That's I don't know. The new one looks pretty good. I got I got to say the new Indiana Jones. I don't Jones know if I can there. bring myself to watch it. Is Shia LaBeouf in it? No. Uh no. He actually might no. have a he might have a have a cameo. I think he actually is. I don't think the beef is in it. I think he's out. <laughs> no, he, 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 <laughs> I don't know. I don't know because he's he's all like found himself now. 
So he might come back and, and still be mutt. Oh, that's that Star Wars thing sounds awesome. What's I'm sorry, really that sounds weird. like great. What's weird about the new Indiana Jones movie, because it's like 18 years after the last one, which was 18 years after the one before that, is that he's in the mid-70s now. He could sit down and basically watch himself in Star Wars. Oh, God. Yeah. Wow. wow that's, uh... That's crazy. <laughs> that's very meta. Yeah, you're not expecting it, but it's just going to be two hours of like him and a date talking about the movie Kramer versus. Kramer. <laughs> he's going to be like, he's going to be like, I totally believe that he shot first. Oh my god! <laughs> How do you feel about this Gerald Ford guy? I mean, I'm Indiana Jones, but I think I could be a better president than Jerry Ford. Who's this? Who's this George Lucas clown? That stuff belongs in a museum. <laughs> oh my goodness! That's that yeah. Be, that's oh man, that'd be so cool. I read a I read a Star Wars one once that was really good, but I don't remember the name of it. They find an old, they're in a prison. It starts off, and you don't think it's going to be like mainstream Star Wars. They're in a prison ship, and there's like a zombie virus that breaks out, and the stormtroopers are all like eating each other, you know. And the people that this this it, I guess it's like scavengers. They find a prison with a prison cell with people still in it, and it ends up being Han and Chewie in the prison. They were just protected because they were locked up. So now they have to help them help these other scavengers like escape this zombie. I think it was called it was might have been called Death Troopers or something like that. But it was like it was like a zombie story in Star Wars. And I was like, at first I was like, eh, but then I was like, you know, this actually works. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not against this. Lucas's idea for the first Star Wars was to have a, a world big enough for any sort of genre storytelling. So you can have a romance story, you can have a sci-fi, you can have a western like Mandalorian, and you can have a horror story, space horror. It, it you know, like Event Horizon, it's there. I, yeah, I walks three. He walks three. You're right. <laughs> I liked. I really, I really liked the Boba Fett series. I thought it was very Clash of the Titans. I've gotten a lot of backlash for liking it as much as I did because I'm like, dude, this is like Clash of the Titans in Star Wars, and I never knew what a Tuscan Raider was for years, and now I like get this cool backstory that they're the, like these like native people that like lived there when there was water on the island. I'm like, I'm done. This is great. I'll, I'll, I'll watch this all day. I feel like the Boba Fett people didn't like Boba Fett though, because he disappeared for two whole episodes. It just became like Mandalorian all over again. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> I feel like they were like, they, they were getting a lot of backlash and they were just like, well, we gotta, we gotta make this popular again. Let's bring Mandalorian. And there you go. <laughs> I didn't think it was bad though. Did you like it? Did you you watched it? I did like it. Yeah. yeah. He he wrote a rancor at the end. I love the rancor. That's it's amazing. I got to see more rancor action. Not only that, but Danny Trejo was the rancor trainer. That's like, right. what a great what a That's great right. way to incorporate him in. Like I was like, how are they gonna put Danny Trejo in a Star Wars movie? And I'm like, he's a rancor trainer. Perfect. Like I can't imagine a better way to have that character, that guy be a character. Yeah, I just I really thought that that was well done, uh, and a lot of people didn't agree with me. And I'm like, I, you guys, you obviously didn't like the metallic owl from Clash of the Titans, so you know, go away because that's a great part of the movie. <laughs> I I think to go back to your point, Jeff, about like you know uh, building a universe where you can have any type of genre of writing or any type of genre of storytelling. I think like. We need to see more of that because, like, seeing Multiverse of Madness, which was not horror but had like horror elements of it and had very yeah. like scary parts, you know, if you can do something like that with Star Wars, like, I think do it. I think risks like that are really 
uh, beneficial. And I think it kind of keeps uh, a universe or at least because if that's that's what people are trying to build now is build a universe. I think that keeps it fresh and keeps people coming back. And you might even get new fans that you didn't have before, but have now. That's my right. take on it. Yeah, right. I don't know if you guys watch it. Andor. I loved Andor, but it was so grim and it's so dark and it's so for adults. Like it's it's aimed at like fifty five year olds. I, I didn't. I actually haven't seen Andor yet, but I'll tell you the truth. When I watched Obi Wan Kenobi, I cried. I that was so good. I was like, this is. I'm good for another six or seven Star Wars shows, even if they suck. I I want to see. I want to see a Wookiee show, just Wookies. I want them to go to the no subtitles. No, no just subtitles. Like, yeah. Just the, like Quest for Fire. <laughs> Have you not like learned Quest... a lesson of 1978? Quest for like, Fire? Like Quest for, Fire. Quest for Fire. They didn't yeah. talk in that. But do that, but with Wookiees. Jeez Louise. I'm in. Sign me up. I'm going to throw you one We're describing the Star Wars holiday special. Just by <laughs> other names. An Ewoks movie. <laughs> but it's like guerrilla warfare, like you were saying, but like Hard R rated. <laughs> hard R. Erwalks. Ewokalypse now. <laughs> There's the payoff. There it is. <laughs> um putting a lot of thumbs up tonight. Whew, that was great. Yeah, that's oh man, that's that's crazy. I, I totally think Yeah, I, I I really but the Obi-Wan show, I was telling you guys before, man. Oh heart wrenching. Like the, the first couple episodes, you just watch them and you're like, man, this is what the the, the the prequel trilogy should have been. Him like this the whole time would have been, I would have watched all of it. I didn't need to see baby Anakin. I didn't need to see angsty Anakin, angstikin. <laughs> I didn't need him. I didn't need him. Uh, I, I, you could have given me the third movie and you couldn't give, you could have given me Obi-Wan doubting himself for two other movies, and I would have been perfectly fine because, man, that was so powerful. And we finally got to see Qui-Gon Jinn as a hologram ghost. Yes. Yeah. It's amazing. I, see, and that's, I. there's a lot of, of like, obscure Star Wars that I wish that they would do. Like, I always said they should have done a Shadows of the Empire movie, like, or a show. Like, that would be great. Especially now because you have that face technology where, like, they could get Carrie Fisher's daughter and just put, like, her face on her daughter and have her act it out. Like, that would be great to see that in between those two movies that that story, because that story is so good. And it's like, I don't know. I, I feel like there's a lot of missed opportunity with star Wars where, where you can expand on the characters. Whereas ironically, because we were talking about star Wars and Spider-Man, I feel like Spider-Man has the opposite. I feel like they capitalize every time it's, it's right. Like when they created the Scarlet spider, the Scarlet spiders look was great. And I think that that's a fantastic idea. They killed him in the comic, but then they found a way to bring him back. And they're like, no, we're going to we're going to separate this and make him his, his whole own other thing. And now he's like a he's like a prominent part of the Spider-Man overall, just like Spider-Man 2099, because I love that. That's another one. Rick Leonardi was was amazing when he created that. And I, you know, talking, I talk, I met him at a Comic-Con this year and just hearing how he designed it was just great. He's like, I really just reversed the colors and made it more futuristic. And I'm like, that's, that's it. And he goes, yeah. I mean, if you look at it, like his costume is, is red and he's got the blue undertones. He's like the 2099 it's blue. It's blue with red undertones. And I'm like, Oh my God, that's, that's legitimately the one switch. And you're just like, damn, what a great idea. But it's like, they, they capitalize all the time on, you know, all of his, yeah. Villains. Yeah. I feel like Spider-Man has better 
somebody somebody got into a fight with me about this too. I feel like Spider Man has better villains than Batman. I'll agree with you on that. Yeah, yeah. You can the the top ten are there. Then the if you go to top twenty, it's there. If you go to top fifty, Spider Man beats Batman all day, all day. Yeah. Because have you not heard Arnold Schwarzenegger's ice puns? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sure if Mister Freeze would be in the top twenty of Batman villains now, especially yeah, since more. since you know people have been working overtime to add new, more re- recent villains in the 21st century. See, and that's what I, I that was the argument that I had. I was like, you, you notice that Spider Man's bad guys are still the same bad guys. They're now people are like in a in a hurry to get new Batman bad guys that are that are powerful. Like everyone wants to tell a Batman bad guy story that's not that's that's either in canon with who are, who's already there or who or create something that's completely out of the blue that kind of works. Like when they did what was the guy that filled in for him when he broke his back? Azrael? Azrael. And then they made him like they made him kind of a bad guy, but then they made him like an anti-hero. And I'm like, now it's like, but if you look at Spider-Man, like Venom is always Venom. Venom may be a good guy, like he may be a hero at one point, but like he still also eats people's heads. He's still he's still Venom, like he still wants to kill Spider-Man. Um, even every iteration of Craven is like you know his son or his or, or a person that's just playing him. The three Mysterios that have nothing to do with each other that are still Mysterio, like it's it's great. Like you, and you can go all the way down. Even that I I said it that my one of my favorite Spider-Man villains is that Spock guy. Where he throws the, you know, I'm talking about polka dot or whatever. Where he throws the spot. Oh yeah, the spot. Yeah, yeah, and he and he just jumps through it. It's like a portal to another place. Yeah, great. It's just a great idea. I remember what was the guy they had. It was it was an annual with Spider Man, and his name was Slide. And his literal power was he created this this like Teflon substance that he put on his shoes, where he could ice skate on any surface, and he just robbed banks with the ice skating thing. And I'm like, that's great. Like <laughs> that. That's that's. I could watch. I could. I could read twenty issues of him fighting Slide. I wouldn't even care. It's great. I was reading a nineteen ninety Spider Man comic, and the character who had never shown up again showed up, and his name was Skull Jacket. It was such a nineteen nineties name. <laughs> and what makes it better is that his outfit did not have a jacket on it, and there was no skull motif. <laughs> That's great. That's was, was he just? He was he just like a? Because I, I don't know this villain. Was he just like a biker, or was he just like a bad dude? Like was it? His name was Jerome Skull Jacket of the Baltimore Skull Jackets. <laughs> they need to like do a, like a modern reboot of that, and he's called Ed Hardy T-shirt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can imagine the writer, you know, assumed, well, whoever draws this is going to, you know, have a skull and a jacket motif. And then he saw it's like, you just drew a guy. <laughs> I gave you the name Skull Jacket. <laughs> it's <laughs> ironic, like when a like a huge guy's named Tiny. <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah but, but but i was saying like i i that's what i said i was like you have like that top 10 of of batman guys and then you have king tut and egghead and then like it just gets worse as you go down the line like i and i liked what they did with raza ghoul because originally he was lame and then they made him badass and you're like oh okay you brought him up but like you can't do that to all the batman's bad guys like once you hit Man Bat, it's kind of over. And and I'll say this too, Man Spider was way better than Man Bat. One hundred percent would destroy Man Bat in a fight. Man Spider was awesome. Man Bat was like, what is this? I want a two hundred million dollar Disney produced Man Bat versus Man Spider. 
<laughs> they, made werewolf, they made werewolf by night nobody that's thought that great. would ever get turned into a movie and look and look what happened that was great dude man spider man spider versus man thing or a buddy team up that's what they see there's the, there's the that brings me back to what i was one of the things i wanted to talk about on our next episode um they should do a marvel team up show but they should only team up marvel characters that normally wouldn't team up there was a comic in the 70s called The Champions that was like this because all of the other superheroes were either in the Avengers or the Fantastic Four or the Defenders or something. They took all of the all of the wallflowers who didn't have anything going on and said, okay, you guys are on a team together. So there were two X-Men who were the least popular X-Men, Iceman and Angel, and then Hercules, and then Black Widow, and then Ghost Rider. None of these people should be on the same continent as each other. But they were all on a super team because you know we don't have anything else going on. Yeah, they just have to. They're just. It's it's actually not even a super team. They're just they have super luncheons, and then they just hang out and they're like, oh wait, there's a crime going on. Come on, guys, let's all get this done before our Starbucks is ready. It was like the superhero version of LinkedIn, where only your unemployed friends post on it. <laughs> oh my god, that's so good. That's a great comparison. But like, but like, I, I always said, like, wouldn't it be cool to have like Werewolf by Night team up with Hellcat? Because dogs and cats don't like each other, like, but 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 ultimately, like that, you're like, oh, you know, Ghost Rider and Iceman. I want the fire and ice and on Howard the Duck into all the major Marvel MCU stuff. <laughs> that's coming, building up. That's building a up to a new Avengers where he's just inexplicably a major part of the team and then they do like a recap where they cg poorly cgi him in the scenes from all of the oh would, wouldn't that be great that would be <laughs> absolutely great see but that's but that's the type of stuff that i would love for them to do that but like even but like i said even the marvel team up like like team up Iceman with submariner because like they they're not supposed to be able to work together because you can't have water you can't have ice without water but Namor can't go on ice, <laughs> so like, and he's half naked. I want to. So see he's probably him. freezing cold when he's standing next to ice. Man. I know they can't do it for the corporate implications, but if they could do a DC Marvel crossover movie, where they're trying like the Avengers and the Justice League are like meeting and they're trying to trade their shitty characters, <laughs> <laughs> I'll trade you Lobo <laughs> yeah. if you give me. Dazzler <laughs> and Starbrand, <laughs> like a like a draft, like what they did with um, um, Raw and SmackDown, like back yeah. in the day. They did it. They did oh, a, yeah. a draft. That's a great yeah. idea. They need a That's superhero a draft. Idea. That would oh, that would be such a great idea. There was talk in the '90s of having Marvel and DC swap individual characters for a year. And I think it was going to be Wonder Woman for Storm. So Wonder Woman would be in the Marvel Universe for one year, and they would have rights to her, and then DC would get Storm. But they felt like it wasn't a, a fair trade, because Storm is just a member of the X-Men, and Wonder Woman is her own character who's been around for much longer. Who do you that feel is sense. better out of the two of them, just out of curiosity? Ooh, I'm, I'm not schooled enough on Wonder Woman, but I love Storm, so I'm going to have to say Storm as a as more of a Marvel zombie than anything else. I, I agree with you on both counts. I don't think Wonder Woman would make it out of the Marvel Universe because they would get to a point where, like, your bracelets aren't going to stop all of our stuff. You're dead. <laughs> 
storm tied to Halle Berry's performance at all? <laughs> no, no, I I feel like that's a detriment, if anything else. See, see, <laughs> we would we had this discussion earlier today. I don't think that Halle Berry is good in anything. I think that she picks movies where she doesn't have to be a good actress for the movie to be good. Because I honestly can't remember a movie where I was like, Halle Berry made this movie. Um, and that's the X-Men is one of them. Was she good as Storm? She was serviceable. She does the end scene fine, but she 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 has an African accent 30% of the movie. You that that's not how it's supposed to work. You don't just get to maybe her mutant power is shutting off her accent too, but I don't remember that being in the books. <laughs> it's the uh, Kevin Costner Robin Hood thing. Yeah, the accent kind of comes and goes. Oh, I really yes. have a soft spot in my heart for the Kevin Costner Robin Hood movie. I love the movie, but you, but Jeff, you're absolutely right. That that accent back and forth can't do it. You got to You got to You got to full on. Because here's the other here's the here's the other side of that. Okay, I love Don Cheadle. And I love that he tried to do the British accent for the entire movie. It's just there was only there's certain lines that he couldn't do it for. I'm not mad at him for trying because he because he consistently was like, I'm British. Yeah. Couple of words he doesn't say in British. That's okay. He's not doing he's not just dropping the accent completely. Halle Berry at one point in the beginning of the movie, in the beginning of that movie, talks with an African accent. And then at another point, she's having a, a monologue that's not. There's no accent at all. She's just Halle Berry. It's like Halle Berry. And she's like, oh, shit, are we filming this? Uh, I have to pretend like I am from... And I'm like, no, that's, that doesn't work. But visually, she looked just like Storm. She was it's perfect. The, her accent's not as good as Margot Robbie in Suicide Squad. That accent is all over the place. It's just that that's the 56th problem with that movie. Yeah. When you're watching it, so you kind of overlook it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The new the the first no, the, the original. The original. Oh, I passed on that. I, I yeah, said there no, are entire that's... sequences where she's not doing the New York accent, and then oh, there's fun. other times where the thickness of that really varies. Yeah, fun. She, <laughs> she fades in and out. It's 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. In the new in the in the new one, she's good. It's well, she came up with a consistent. Yeah, it's better. Yeah. It's 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 good. And maybe it's, it's because there were so many reshoots and things with that movie where they at times just weren't doing the accent. I don't know. And I don't I don't think for the first one, I don't think they had a they had a clear direction for where they wanted to go with it. I yeah, think again, like, that's that movie's least of its problems. Yeah, the, so, well, like say yeah. you had Will you had Will Smith, you had uh Margot Robbie, and then you had like a couple of other characters who could have been focal characters. But like you never decide who you're going to focus on as the lead. Whereas the one thing they solved in the new in the new one was Idris Elba was the guy the whole time. Yeah. Idris Elba. Everyone else is even John Cena was a, was a I, supporting listen, character. I appreciate it that it had the putties from Power Rangers in it. That was a cool <laughs> crossover thing. <laughs> I, I I still I, missed I, Slipknot, the guy who could climb anything. Yeah, he he got he got right. Does he gets killed in the first one? Right. He gets killed a second after they say, "Ah, Slipknot, the guy who can climb anything." <laughs> Damn, and they kill him. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie. I highly enjoy the the use of the lame characters, but at the second one, I will say this: I did like that opening scene, but I felt like that was like them trying to almost like be too meta about it. Is the way I'll put it. Like we get the Suicide Squad. Like you're supposed to kill a couple of the characters. Like they're supposed to die, but like. 
you're just filling the roster with characters that you you know are gonna you're just gonna kill them all. And it was cool that they got real actors like Pete Davidson gets his head blown off. Like that's funny. Like, but I don't know. I felt like that was just like Kanye West is just sitting at home rewinding that over and over. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh. It is, not only that, but he's sitting in his what is this? His Ku Klux Klan gear because he's a because he's a racist now. <laughs> no, but I but that but that's I don't know. That was my biggest problem was like with that overall was like I was like okay, I don't need to. I know it's the Suicide Squad. Like you don't need to drive it home with me by killing nineteen characters in the first part of the movie. I understand why you did it. I understand that you needed to reestablish this movie as what it is. But like mm. after like one or two, I'm like you know you can kill Javelin. I'm okay. I, don't, I didn't even know Javelin was a guy, quite honestly. And then I tried this because this is this, this is what I always say is the difference between DC and Marvel. Then I tried to think of Marvel characters that you could do that to. And honestly, there's not a lot of Marvel characters where you can just like blatantly murder them and you wouldn't be upset that they were blatantly murdered. Morbius. But that's not because Morbius is a character. You're talking Jared Leto. Right. That's different. I would murder Jared Leto across all planes. <laughs> multiverse Jared Leto versus multiverse Jim? No, that's a battle that's that's a battle that needs to happen. Because I will win all the way throughout. But my point is, Morbius as a character is still like you're like, I I like his character. I love the character of Morbius. I thought it was a great idea. But at the same time, you but I like but but think about it. Like, who would you kill? If you had, if you were the Marvel Suicide Squad, who do you put in the Suicide Squad? Hercules. This actually <laughs> happened in Marvel in the early '80s. There was a character called Scourge, and uh, Mark Grunewald, who was one of like the the key writers at Marvel, decided we're going to really amp up Scourge, and we're going to have Scourge appear in every single comic for the same month and kill a D-list supervillain, someone who only appeared once or twice, if that. So he he kills like thirty different people in one single month, and they're all loser supervillains. But in being killed, the loser supervillains all of a sudden gained this cachet they never had before. Characters like Hammer and Anvil that no one cared about, all of a sudden you want them back because they were killed by Scourge. They need to get their revenge. So they realized we can't kill anyone off in this. They, it's better if they just wander into the sunset and you never hear from them yep. again. Because if you kill them, that makes them important and memorable. Yep, and then you need them. And then when you need them, you, if they wander in the sunset, you can always bring them back. Yeah. How many times did Norman Osborn come back? A ton and he was just a businessman to begin with and then he became the green goblin and then he became immortal green goblin that got stabbed through the chest and still survived and then he became uh i date clones and have clone babies norman osborne but that's what i'm saying like but but that and even that that's what i said like you could do the super villains yeah but like what minor characters would would you like you can't really even name them like there's not that many and they even brought scourge wasn't scourge in the thor movie Oh, uh, a version of him was in the yeah S K U R G E. Uh, this was shoot. I've already forgotten the name of that. I just said, uh, was it Scourge? I want to. I, 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 I want to look it up. I'm tempting myself to just type in and figure out who the character was because it's so close to Scourge, but it's not Scourge. I'm gonna do it. I don't care. You're googling it. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> While he it. Google's, I'm going to pitch you guys Morbius 2. <laughs> Jared Leto plays every character. I love it. It's Morbin time. Like, like a like a Norbit thing? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, but they, they don't change his costume or makeup or anything. He's just Jared Leto. Oh. Jared Leto, yeah. 
it was scourge. It was scourge, but it was spelled differently. So in my head, I imagined it differently. Scourge from from Thor is S K U R G E. Okay. S C O U R G E is the scourge of the underworld who killed the dealer supervillains. But I, I mean, but again, I don't. I'm not against that. But like, that's that's even like you have to go really deep into Marvel to get the D-list guys. Like, you don't have to go that deep into, you know, Weather Wizard. He's a prominent Flash guy. <laughs> like he's probably been in a Flash comic within the past three months. And if your and, definition you know, is dumb, then, <laughs> then there's a lot of prominent dumb people that that can be killed. Yeah, I just, but I was like, I, even like I was trying to think of like lesser, lesser heroes like Bagot, like the Owl. He's still a formidable guy, or the Vulture. Like they made the Vulture badass in the movie, but like in the comic, he's an old decrepit old man. Like, but he's still badass. Like. Who do you get to be those like maybe like Captain America's bad guys because they're all weak like Batrock the Leaper maybe, but again I mean he's he he's Savate he's like a Savate expert and it's like I don't know man I think he could probably I would love to see a crossover of DC versus Marvel of the supervillains versus the supervillains because then you got you got Two Face versus Crossbones like you have to outsmart each other like it, it, you know. You got Thanos versus Darkseid. Like that's 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 money right there. Like who who wins? But I but you got Norman Osborn versus Lex Luthor. There was yeah. actually a crossover of villains in the nineties. It was uh, Galactus and Darkseid, where Galactus goes into the DC universe and Darkseid needs to stop him. Oh, that's see, that's a great. Those are great ideas. I don't know Jared why Jared Leto's Morbius versus Jared Leto's Joker. <laughs> Jared Leto's Morbius versus Jared Leto's Requiem for a Dream. No, Morbius versus Joker. We let Snyder direct it. Five hours long. Yep. Silent film. <laughs> Black and white. No, but Snyder. see, but you're defeating it because if you make it a silent film, everyone would go see it because nobody wants to hear Jared Leto talk. That's true. So you're silent musical. film. You're, musical. There you, hours long. there you go. There you go. I saw one of those memes of the the two super strong guys shaking hands, and uh, the two hands uh, for Jared Leto were labeled "worst Marvel movie" and "worst DC movie." <laughs> it's facts. He's got to realize like how bad he is now. Like he's got to. You you were the you were the worst on both sides. That's that's so true. It's like <laughs> you were the worst Joker. You went for like see that's everyone the tried though. to be the best Joker, and you were the worst Joker. Yeah. He was he was upset and angry. He wasn't brought back for the Suicide Squad sequels, but then they bring him back for the reshoots on Justice League for the Snyder Cut. So they're just setting a bad example. Yeah. Well, here's my other thing too. Why would they're you reinforcing give, his bad behavior? Why would you? And Marvel's Marvel's just as guilty. Why would you give him a character like Morbius? Give him somebody dumb to be killed, like a like a bad guy to get killed. Although I saw an amazing, it was a YouTube video, and they summed up Morbius. As Jared Leto goes out in international waters to suck a bunch of dudes dry. <laughs> the, the oh my god! But and I'm not and I'm not dissing Jamie Foxx as Electro because I thought Jamie Foxx did great as Electro. I really thought they did a weird Electro, but he did good as the character. But why not make Jared Leto Electro so you can kill him, and then you don't have to worry about him coming back, and then he can have that maybe good performance. But if he sucks, he still dies. So you're like, oh well, good, he was terrible. I just I don't understand why you wouldn't do that. Like, or put him in Daredevil as like the owl. Give him a character that he can overact that won't really. You're not like, well, it's the owl. Like, who cares? Overact it all you want, buddy. You're gonna die eventually. <laughs> Somebody's gonna come along and just wipe you out. See you later. 
But I don't know. I just I always felt like that was a missed opportunity for him for them to do Morbius because there's so many because that's what's going to end up happening is that's what worries me about the Sony Spider-Verse is Spider-Man characters are going to be like ultimately raped by Sony to make money and they're not going to put a good effort into them. Like we're lucky we got Tom Hardy and Woody Harrelson as Venom and Carnage or that movie would have been complete shit all over the place it wasn't the greatest movie but like they both were so good and and are so good that you're like this is salvageable but like if you if you put like they have they own the rights to every every spider-man character so like what are you gonna make a flash thompson solo movie with like you know taylor lautner as flash like i don't i don't know where you go with that so they are literally making a hypno hustler movie the disco villain from the 70s yep and oh i heard goodness. that they're doing uh what's the what's the, the it was the black dude the well on the skateboard rocket racer they're doing rocket racer yeah. also i think i don't know if they're doing it but they signed the, they it's slated you know how they like make the list of the characters that they own that's yeah. one of them yeah. rocket racer was going to be a guy and i'm like no <laughs> just just no like just don't accept it you can do it if you give it to marvel because they'll do it correctly sony's not going to do it they're going to cast some idiot in the role you're going to pat oswald's going to be rocket racer i'm like no there's uh, a big, yeah, big bag yeah. just reaching the top of the bag the good stuff is at the top they're reaching so far down into the yeah. bottom there <laughs> Like they're doing, I I didn't see, I know they have, I thought they had a preview out of it. Maybe, maybe it was like a fan preview, but I think they have a Craven preview out for Craven the Hunter, the movie, because they were originally going to do a solo movies of all the Sinister Six and then just bring the Sinister Six in to fight Spider-Man. And it was going to be Venom, Carnage, um, Craven, Morbius, which Morbius wasn't even part of the Sinister Six in the comics anyway, but whatever. Do what you want to do, and uh, the lizard. I think I thought they were going to give a movie to the lizard, which again, I would watch a movie, a solo movie of the lizard, before I would watch Morbius with Jared Leto, because <laughs> it's a great story. He's trying to he's trying to fix his arm, and by mistake, he makes lizards. And he turns into a giant hulking lizard. Done. There you go. Happens to right. the best of us. What's that? Yeah, right. It happens to the best of us. Happened to me last week. I lost my arm, tried to re- regenerate it. Every once in a while, I turn into a bear. <laughs> Ursa Minor. <laughs> that's my that's my villain name. <laughs> because there already was an Ursa Major, so you're going Ursa Minor. Right. Just, just to not step on Ursa Major's toes. Right. I wanna hopefully we can we can work on like a like a team up. So we can combine our forces. I don't wanna I you know, I wanna let him know that 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 you know I respect what he did. <laughs> Respect this game. <laughs> so when so you are you you're currently working on those books or are there are they ready to oh you're doing a Kickstarter right? I'm doing a Kickstarter for them yeah and I'm I'm uh, doing the editing passes now and making sure I'm getting uh, all my facts right and everything as tidied up as it can be. Cool. So There's when a- when can we expect the uh, Kickstarter to be up? Is it up now or? Kickstarter is going to be up in March, hopefully, and they run for two months. So it goes March and then April and it'll end in the beginning of May. Cool. And that's, you know, hopefully knock on wood when they both get funded and they start going out into the world. If they don't get funded, I, I feel like, oh, shoot, I shouldn't have done it this way. Now, instead of one book not coming out, two books aren't coming out. <laughs> I don't know what happens if, if like, uh, everyone loves Leia, but all of a sudden there's Spider-Man hate. I don't know if Spider-Man gets a milkshake ducked or something. It's like, oh, we're not, <laughs> we're not going for Spider-Man. It's like, oh, okay, so one of these books is coming out. The other one is staying in the trunk. Wow. 
well. We're going to do our best to help promote it. Uh, I we're we're hoping to get we're hoping by May that we'll have a lot more exposure. So <laughs> that's great. And we had uh, we briefly mentioned Kevin Costner's accent. I have a Substack called Character Limitations. I just started it two weeks ago, but. Uh, uh, tonight, I'm going to post something called The United States of Costner. I wanted to see if Kevin Costner has actually made a movie set in every state in the United States. Oh, you know what? He probably has. It's very close. It's very close. He's weak in New England because you don't see him in too many movies set in Rhode Island. You don't see any movies set in Rhode Island. Yeah. Other Fairly Brothers movies. That's true. And he hasn't made a Fairly Brothers movie, so that's, yeah. that's the end yeah. of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if they did a whole if the Fairley brothers did a movie based on an actor who doesn't do good accents set in Rhode Island and that's who they cast for it? And they're like, We want you to do a British accent for the whole movie. And then he just does his normal acting. And they're like, This was the most tongue-in-cheek movie we ever made. <laughs> or he's just doing a bad Peter Griffin the entire time. <laughs> that would be so great. He's so good. Oh man. Or if they well, they in all honesty, they could just make Family Guy, the live-action movie with Kevin Costner as Peter Griffin. Have Done. you seen the cosplayer who actually lives and looks exactly like Peter Griffin? I met him in Rhode Island when I went to the Comic-Con. He is, not only is he so good as Peter Griffin, he's also a really cool dude. He'll do whatever you ask him to. He'll be like, I, I'll, like, I'll be like, narrate this game, narrate this football game, and he'll do it Peter Griffin style. And this guy caught the football over here, and I'm like, dude, that is fantastic. <laughs> I saw him at a convention and he was just like wandering through when I caught his eye. I was like, wow, who is he in costume or something? And then my eyes opened up and he goes, ah, now he gets it. <laughs> he was one of the dudes that was there, had him. If you're looking him up, he's called the real Peter Griffin. It's fantastic. Now I'm trying to see what character Jared Leto could be in a live action family guy movie. The dog, Brian. Oh no, he you have to be somebody funny. Yeah. Have him be uh, uh, the neighbor. No, he could be the guy that the molester guy. Hey there, muscly arms. <laughs> I, would, no, I, would, um, I would pay just to see Jared Leto attempt to do that voice. <laughs> but he, but the real Peter Griffin was, they, they had him reciting Shakespeare. It was one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my entire life. It was so good. Fantastic. Wherefore art there, Romeo? <laughs> I was like, dude, what? This dude's awesome. I, I love that guy. <laughs> He's going to be Meg. That's Jared Leto's Meg. Jared Leto is Meg. Meg. I, I, yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah. Because nobody likes him. It's perfect. <laughs> he already knows the role. He fits it. There it is. No, if I was going to cast Jared Leto in any movie, I would cast him in a wrestling movie, a biopic, and I would make him the, I would make him one of the bad guys. But not the main bad guy because I don't want to see him too much. I would make him like part of a stable. So, like, if he was the NWO movie, I would make him X-Pac. Because that would be, like, you know what I mean? Or, like, if he was the Four Horsemen, he'd be totally Blanchard. He could just have a supporting role, like, dealing steroids or something. Yeah, but it's more fun to see him get beat up. That's true. So he could still is, be beat is up. Jared Leto's, like, six foot five and 240 pounds? I don't, I don't know if he can <laughs> play a 90s wrestler. You're right. <laughs> Let's yeah, be honest, no. though, if we're going there. What can he play? <laughs> That's drug addict, guy that gets blown up, <laughs> guy that gets beat up. He gets beat up in Fight Club. 
We have a hatred on this show for Jared Leto. He shunned me one time, a long time ago, and we, it turns out we all have a mutual hatred for him. So, if you do I as well, it's, it's fantastic, but you don't have to. It's a bonding experience. Well, he in uh, in Morbius, if you look up pictures of him as Morbius, he looks so much like Courtney Cox, and she was always my favorite friend, so I can't be too angry at him. 